Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Hello, hello there, my red women. It's Elaine Kalila here. And today I'm here with the last in this season's episodes of The Red, a podcast. And it feels like an important day to be getting live on the microphone and beaming my heart to yours. We have spent some time over the last three to four months here diving into many facets of what it means to be a red woman to stand as a watchtower woman, to bring the power of our leadership, our hearts, our love, our eros, our activated aliveness to the world. We've been looking at it from many, many different angles. And I am here today, I don't know about you, but the fire in my womb, the fire in my heart is ignited. I don't think that there is any mistake, that there is a rising up of the feminine energy in this eclipse portal that I'm recording this in. We have just learned of this leaked document that is speaking about the banning of abortion and the right for women to have the sovereignty over their bodies. And wherever you stand on this issue, I'm here today to speak to the archetype of the sovereign queen, the archetype that rises up from us as red women who knows the inalienable right of every being, man, woman, in between, wherever you sit on the scale, the right that we have to the choice about our own bodies, our own hearts, our own minds, our own souls. So I'm going to take a deep breath with you because the journey that we've been on in this first season of the Red Podcast is to lay the foundation, to lay the foundation of a movement, of an awakening in our hearts, in our bodies, in our minds of what it means for us as women to come together with the lineages who have come before us to hold to hold accountability and responsibility, to hold the vision and manifestation of the world that we want to live in. So it's a seminal day. The eclipse season has been riling us up, has been stirring the pot of the negredo. And if you're anything like me, you're feeling it this morning. I woke up and I was like hopping mad, feeling the fire in my own womb, feeling this rising up of the need for us to come together in council right now. So I'm calling you. 
as sovereign queens, as women who sit on the throne of our own internal impeccability, alignment, groundedness, centeredness, to come to counsel this morning with me, to come to feel what it is that's being called forward from us, what it is that is being activated in our consciousness, in our collective awareness at this time. The initiation is on, and it's not just an individual initiation. This is a collective initiation about the collective body of the feminine and the right that she has to her body. It affects the rights that we have for Mama Gaia, for her body, for the bodies of our own selves, for the bodies of our children, for the bodies of our loved ones. There is something very, very powerful afoot here. And so I'm calling us to counsel because I know, I know I'm not alone. There's deep, deep levels of feeling here. Deep levels of feeling around the sanctity of our bodies and the sanctity of life. And wherever you sit on the continuum, right, between your beliefs around the rights that we have in our bodies and the rights that we have for the unborn child. Wherever you sit on that continuum, today I'm asking you to come to sit in council. That we women, the we women who are hereby called to be sovereign queens are called forward now to sit in circle with one another, to feel all the feelings. I read an amazing article this morning by a doctor friend of mine who is named Lissa Rankin, and many of you will know her. And she was trained as an OBGYN before she became a holistic practitioner and carer. And what she was writing in her article, I thought was so powerful. She wrote about her beliefs about the right of women to have an abortion. She wrote about her beliefs that had driven her to go to train as an internist in a hospital that would allow abortions. And she wrote about the deep, deep paradox of one who took the oath to do no harm and the one who also was meeting the deep need of women, the deep need of women to have this choice. And she was talking about the horrifying paradox that doctors who perform these procedures go through. And it's not an easy choice. And we all know that it's not an easy choice. But the choice, nonetheless, has to remain in the sovereignty of each woman's body. It is not just a do with the abortion rights. It is to do with the rights of our bodies. It's to do with the rights of our hearts. It's to do with the rights of women and the rights that we haven't had for the last few thousand years and that for the last hundred years we have been fighting to reclaim, to reclaim our right to be sovereign. And so today I had planned to talk about the sovereign queen as being the last offering in this series of the Red Podcast. And so I am going to talk to the Sovereign Queen within us as a face of the Magdalene, a face of the Red Women that has always been here. And the Sovereign Queen, I just want you to hear those words, is one who knows the power, the authentic power of sitting on her own sovereign throne knowing the truth of her heart, being aligned between her personal will and divine will, 
being able to feel what it is that power truly is. And this goes to something I learned from my teacher, Arielle Spilsbury. And I remember the very first time she said this to me. And she said, Kalila, power is two things. It is energy and a choice. It is about how we choose to direct our energy in what, in service to what, what motivates us to bring ourselves forward, what motivates us to use our voice to speak the truth that we see as we perceive it, to honor the nobility in all beings, to honor self, to honor the differences of opinion that we no doubt have, the differences of opinion that put, would pit us against each other, but that when we come into council, we sit and we listen and we feel and we attempt to build the bridge across to the other person's difference, honoring the nobility of their position in consciousness and feeling the polarization and committing ourselves to feeling what is the sacred third between them. All life is sacred. And each one of our bodies is sacred. And each one of us has the inalienable right to decide to have the decision of what takes place in this body. I really want you to feel that. This is seeded into us from thousands and thousands of years. Us as women, carriers of life, that we have a choice. Somebody wrote on my page earlier on today, maybe this is a signal for us to go back into, you know, the, the ancient ways of making sure that we didn't become pregnant or of releasing an unwanted pregnancy. And I say, yes, there's truth to that. And I say that in the world that we stand in, this right for women to have the vote, for women to own property, for women to have their own money, for women to be able to leave a marriage, for women to be able to call out where there has been rape and molestation and be believed, for a woman to be able to be able to release from her body a pregnancy that would cause deep, deep pain, deep suffering, deep separation in her body, in her life. We have to consider what that means to be sovereign. And so I call all of us as Watchtower women to come to council right now with all of our differing, differing opinions. For those of who's been through the rite of passage of an abortion and that choice. For those of us who've miscarried a child and had to release it. For those of us who've had children and who are the mothers and the grandmothers and the great grandmothers. That we are the ones who get to make this decision. We are the ones who get to make this decision. Sovereign queens. The sovereign queen as an archetype in the Magdalene mysteries is one of six faces. The sovereign queen brings us into the throne room of our inner castle, our authentic power, our impeccability, our willingness to stand in the power of truth, of love, of connection, of understanding. 
She is the power of all of these red Magdalenas who have ever walked this path of the spiritual warrior S, of the one who would protect the shield maidens, the Amazonian women who will stand up and be counted. And so I call forward today to you, one of my ancestors and maybe one of yours. A few years ago, I got very excited as my beloved sister, Rebecca Cavender, who is the scribe for the Priestess Presence Temple, began to do research into the ancient lineages that we carry in our blood. And there are places where you can research the ancient tribal indigenous lineages that you carry in your DNA. And it's amazing because what they've done is they have gone to all of the archaeological sites all over the world and gathered DNA and put it into a bank where they're able to then see where your lineages come from. And so a while ago, I became very fascinated by this and I started the research. And as a tall, red, flaming-haired woman of Amazonian stature, I knew that I come from the line of the redheads. And yet I did not know quite how deeply my lineage was connected into those realms. And what became clear to me as I began to research was that I'm 70% Celtic, 30% mixture of different kinds of Viking, like so many who are Anglo-Saxon or who are from Europe with this mix, right, of these different races, these different indigenous tribes over many, many thousands of years. And as I dug deeper, what I realized was that my family, for many, many, many generations, thousands of years, in fact, have been based in a part of England known as the, as the East Anglia, Norfolk, Kent, around this area of Norfolk, Kent and Sussex. And I dug even deeper into it. And what became clear to me was that I had direct DNA lineage, as many of us do, back to the tribe of the Ikenes, the tribe that was led by the Queen Boudicca, the Queen Boudicca. She was the queen that stood up to the Roman invasion of her land in East Anglia. She was the one who stood up and gathered the men to stand against the invasion of her people. She was the one who watched as her girls were raped by the Roman soldiers. And she herself was humiliated, stripped naked and flogged publicly in the streets. She was the one who held the dignity of her land, of her people. And she was a warrior, as were the women in her tribe, they were warriors of the heart, warriors of the spirit. They were archers and shield maidens standing up for the rights of the women and the children. And in that culture, in the Celtic culture at that time, male and female were equal. There were not separations. And in fact, women fought alongside the men and men tended alongside the women. I want you to feel that that place of equality. And so I call forward those of us 
who know that there are queens, tribal indigenous queens in our lineages. And that means all of us, because if you trace it back somewhere along the line, you come from some level of an indigenous tribe that was matriarchal, or at least had this template of what it means to be sovereign, of what it means to be respected and honored as a woman. I woke up this morning with Boudicca in my mind. I felt the power of her in my body. I felt the flaming red hair that I share with her. And I felt all the red women who have stood throughout time for the injustices, who stood up to the patriarchal, to the invasion of our rights, to the invasion of our minds, our bodies, and our hearts. Joan of Arc, Boudicca, Makeda, all of the shield maidens across the world who have activated and stood in their power. I see the women who are in the Black Panther movie in Wakanda. I see the women who are in the Wheel of Time, the Aes Sedai. I see the women standing up all over the world and the men who would follow them the men who are activated in their awakened feminine to say, not on my watch, not on my watch. And so I'm asking you in this moment to come with me to feel the power of the integrated feminine that the sovereign queen holds, this androgyny that the sovereign queen holds, the internal marriage of the male and female that she holds for us. I call you to feel the power that comes when we know ourselves as her. She, she is the one who activates the power, the sovereignty. And what does it really mean to be sovereign? It means to be whole unto oneself. It means to hold sanctity with your own internal guidance, your own inner counsel. To be sovereign means that you know that you are a Christed being, that you have access directly to the inner Christ of Christ within you, that you have access to the nobility of spirit, to the integrity, to the impeccability, to the power, to the power of love awakened in your heart. Sovereign queens do not sit in a hierarchy. They sit in a circle of mutual support. They know it is through seeing and honoring and amplifying the nobility of another that they call that nobility present. You know, one of the things that I find most confusing in our world most difficult to navigate is how to hold a world with so much pain, so much power over, so much abuse of power exists. And how then for us as women to choose to be in power in a different way. Part of me would like to go to maraud the spaces and the places to create chaos, 
to bring the battle cry, to bang the drum, to rouse the energy. And part of me wants to stand before those who are in the position of decisions. And this is a vision that I've had recently. I've had a vision of millions and millions of women gathering their bodies painted red, naked, gathering at the seats of so-called power, gathering in front of the military establishment, gathering in all of the parliaments and all of the congresses and all of the places where corruption is rife. Millions and millions of women standing in their power, in silence, commanding and challenging that those who are no longer serving love stand in accountability and raise themselves up to awaken that no one has the right No one has the right to our bodies. And so I'm planting this image that I'm seeing in the Magdalene Mysteries. We do a lot of work to reconnect the body with the heart, with the mind, the integration of the above and the below working through the heart chakra, awakening the root, the solar plexus, the sacrum, the heart, the throat, the third eye and the crown, these energy centers, awakening them so that they can become whole again. The sovereign queen brings us to the solar plexus, to our power center, to what it is for us to sit in our own Council to hold the center and to say, not on my watch, and decree it so in our lives. It is calling us to sit on the throne, to connect root to crown and feel the power of what it is to come into alignment with whatever whatever point of view, whatever deeper truth you sit in. Sovereign queens calling you this is interesting term virgin. Been talking about this in some of the other podcasts this this time around. So what does it mean to be a virgin? The virgin goddesses, the virgin queens. Well, virgin means that we are whole unto ourselves, that we have ceased and desist looking for validation outside of the self, that we have arrived at a place of honoring our internal counsel, of no longer needing to be approved of by those outside of us in order for us to feel worthy, to feel that we have choice. That is what it means to be a virgin, whole unto ourselves. I find it really, really interesting 
And I'll feed this piece in that in early Gnostic Christianity, the original Christianity, before it became the monotheistic religion that has very little to do with the early teachings, Yeshua and Magdalene would talk about this term virginity. And to become a virgin was to become awakened to our original innocence. It was a return to our innocence. And it was not something we started out with and then lost through sex, which is just such a bizarre notion. It was actually a state, a spiritual state of being that meant we had attained the internal marriage and we had become back to our singleness, to our oneness with spirit. That we had cleansed and purified and and raised up our frequency and loved ourselves into wholeness. And we returned back into the state of virginity. When we are connected into that wholeness, into the truth that who we are at a deeper level, we're called into counsel with our divine self. And so I understand the uproar. I understand the confusion between those who say we have an inalienable right to our bodies and those who say that an unborn child has an inalienable right to life. And if you sit in the middle of those two polar opposites on the sovereign throne of your being, what is the sacred third? What is it that we can really hold as sacred here? In the world of spirit, in the world of matter, how do we reconcile? In the world of the social and cultural legacy of patriarchal abuse of the feminine and rulership over the feminine and demise of the feminine and, and murder and abduction of the feminine, how can we not see this as being an eradication or an erosion of that feminine voice, the right to have our voices heard. I wonder what Boudicca would have said. I wonder who all the women who gathered with her with their shields, with their painted faces, with their hair flying in the wind, standing blazing their eyes, defying that power over, defying those who would try to take from them their sanctity, their bodies, their virginity, their honor. So wherever you stand, sister, on the continuum, I am not making you right or wrong. I have my own inner counsel that I have wrangled with, and I am sure you have too. And I call us to counsel, because truly we're the counsel. They need to be making this decision, not some elitist small group of individuals who somehow have got the power to decree over the masses. We are the council.
we are being called to use our voices and our hearts to align with the power within us. This is yet another collective initiation, just like Me Too, just like Black Lives Matter, just like the Covidian era we've gone through. It continues. We continue to be shown how this system of governance that has been in existence for the last few thousand years here is faltering, trying to look for its control, trying to grapple back. I saw a poster this morning and it was a young kid who said, beware, Gen Z are here now. And I smiled, feeling the power of the younger generations who are coming behind us, who are completely different beings and who will be in power. My heart sang, sings for that. My heart yearns for that. The turning of the guard, the changing of the structures. Wake up, sovereign queens. We're being called to counsel. Talk with your sisters. Talk with your mothers, your brothers, your friends, your lovers. Gather and talk. Gather and feel what is real. Gather and find the power that runs through you, the authentic power that knows that the only true power is love. And so that is it for today. I thought I was coming for a battle cry, and in some senses I am. There's a part of me that's flailing in the battle cry along with my, my beloved Boudicca, and then there is another part of me that comes to you on bended knee with my heart open, with tears running down my face, saying, let us come together, sisters, brothers, let us come together. Let us find the nobility of spirit to stand in our power. Let us not be bifurcated. Let us not be separated. Let us not be pitted against one another yet again in another fight. And so it is. So if you're curious which face of the Magdalene is running in your veins at this time, I encourage you to go and take the six faces of Magdalene quiz. Sovereign Queen is one of them, clearly. Psst, by the way, she happens to be my highest scoring face of the Magdalene, <laughs> but you couldn't tell that. We're going to be on a break between now and the beginning of June. So we have a few weeks here for you to catch up on past podcast episodes while we create a whole new season that will begin in June with the Pride Month. And I'm really excited to be sharing with you some of the amazing women that are lining up for season two. I'm honored to be here with you and I have loved listening into this with you, of hearing all of your comments and feedback. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for taking the time to follow and support this podcast. Much more to come. Blessed be, sisters. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution. 
birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Mm-hmm.